Welcome to Dungeons & Drams, a homebrewed D&D campaign live played for your enjoyment. There's whiskey, laughter, and usually more whiskey. We stream weekly on our YouTube channel, so we hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome to Dungeons and Drams. Tonight we have a special uh, little, I, I've been calling them interludes. I haven't bothered to look up what that word means officially, but I think it's okay. It's like a yeah. interjection. It's a little one shot based off uh, the campaign. So tonight I, I have the pleasure of running a little one shot here for Ed. Uh, how you doing, Ed? Yes. All right. I am very good. Thank you. I am, I'm excited to do this because I... Has everyone else had an interlude except Anomio? Yes, actually, I had planned on doing another one with Alessio, and I was like, "What am I doing? I have to get Ed like one on. This is gonna be the best one." So, <laughs> although we'll I am, see. we'll see. I haven't messed it up yet. <laughs> I am dying for you guys to be able to watch uh, Adriana and uh, Novelists, though, because they they both came oh, out yeah. great. Although we we yeah. pre-recorded both of those, so this this one could be a little different. But oh we'll have boy, to see. we're going live. <laughs> we're going live. Yeah, I figured after I screwed up everything last week, I uh, owed it to our audience to go live. So, yeah. well, actually, that conversation last week was good. If you want to just hear yeah. us jawing about stuff and our interests, go watch last week's. It's Absolutely. Kind of fun. Yeah, actually, the uh, the views on that have been pretty good. Uh, so people are interested in us just talking, which is funny. <laughs> like, hey, stop playing like a game. Ninety-five percent of podcasts are right. Just that's true. Chatting. Yeah, uh, actually, that's a good point. So, um, just want to say hi to a couple people in the chat so far. We got EJ and Pinch Hitter Whiskey Lounge. They're both uh, here. So, Pinch Hitter, I appreciate you staying up to to watch us. Um, definitely, uh, definitely good. So, what are you drinking tonight, Ed? Well, I made myself a little something that I thought really uh, captured Anomio, a.k.a. Noro's character. Mm. Because I wanted to take uh, basically a little a spirit from every nation where I mess up the accent and accidentally <laughs> turn into. Um, so clearly, clearly, we got to start with Spain because... Yes. Anomio, you know, is he's very Spanish. He's muy español, but very, <laughs> very old school European Spanish. So we got a little bit of Lestau, uh brandy. So this is the Solera Reserva. Okay. Then, in addition to that, what's the next accent I always mess up and start doing? The French accent. So oh. we've got Clement from uh, the French Caribbean, Martinique, age 10 years, rum. And because obviously Anomio is based off of Zorro, mm -hmm. I wanted to include a Me mezcal. Mexican spirit. Nice. So we got a little <laughs> mezcal. And I put them all together into a mojito. Interesting. With some strawberries in there, because I like to be fancy. That is a... So one part, one part, one part, and then a strawberry mojito mix. That's cool. Is it? It sounds like it'd be pretty good or terrible. So what's the verdict? It's a little heavy on the rum. This rum, mm. agricole, a little too heavy. Next time I make it, I'm going to dial that back. But overall, not bad. Not bad. It's, cool. a, it's a pretty good first draft for an Anomio cocktail. Excellent. I, actually, you know, that's a fun idea. I should task everybody with coming up with a cocktail to best represent their, their character. I, uh, I like oh, that. There you go. We'll, we'll just... Uh, yeah. wait, like Alessio could just make a Negroni, <laughs> just <Yeah>. black <laughs> or dark. That anyway. is perfect. That is yeah. perfect for him. So dark, so, so dark. dark and bitter. <laughs> so awesome. Dark. So, uh, 
Yeah, I so want to find out that his backstory but, actually is is totally happy, and he's he's just like that. He's, he's just, just an emo like kid. It's like <laughs> one day my parents like didn't buy me an ice cream cone. <laughs> like, they don't understand me. Just like little baby Alessio, just yeah, I'm so angry. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna take off his mask and he'll just have his hair over half of his eye. Emesio, <laughs> emosio. I don't know. There's something I can do there. <laughs> So I'm drink. Right. I'm starting off with beer. Uh, but later on tonight, I always like to start with beer because I don't like to start off already like totally hammered and messing up all of my accents. Uh, but then later, I'm gonna. I ended up getting that Ron Jam uh, the last time that we. Um, we're talking. This is the one for uh, Kira's oh, dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ripped yeah, off. Yeah. The, it came with like a cool wax seal. So I ripped that off. I haven't popped the cork yet, but I'm gonna be pouring that later. So that'll be fun. Very cool. Is that the high proof Canadian one or the light? Was it a light whiskey? You know, it's funny. I actually have no idea. Let's see. Um, it doesn't. Uh, da, 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 da. It is all kinds of uh, no information on the on the. Uh, I have no idea. Huh. Bottled by Cat's Eye Distillery. Lip. Yeah, um, it's from Iowa, so it's probably not Canadian. Uh, no, I would guess not. Yeah, it says it's a bourbon. All right. Oh no, distilled to a higher proof than bourbon. I don't know. Either way, it's whiskey, so I'll have to figure so out what it's, it is it's later. Some sort of, it's, it's a it's a cool whiskey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the important. Part. It's probably an American single malt, actually. Now that, or American whiskey of some sort. I'll have to look at that later. <sighs> yeah, yeah. All right, how are you feeling, Ed? We got a lot to get through today, so I'm eager to jump in. Yeah, let's let's get rolling. Let's get rolling. I uh, I'm a little nervous, actually. I'm a little nervous because <laughs> yeah. I don't. I this is all about my character, but I have no idea what's going to happen with it because there wasn't really a, a any seamless way for me to go off on my own in our the current campaign. Right. Right. Correct. So yeah. I don't. I have no idea what is going to be happening. I will tell you yeah. uh, only because it's so far removed. There was an opportunity for you to have run into your uh, your antagonist. Um, it just didn't. Oh. The timing, or it, maybe you guys didn't visit the right location or something. I forget. I had it written that I was like, if they go this way and this thing happens, they're going to run into to Elfiel. Uh, so, oh and, and possibly, uh, Catherine Zeta gnomes. So, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm but, excited. Let's get it. Yeah. This will be great. All right. So, um, if you guys will remember, it's been a little while, but, uh, we are in a way starting off where Anomio is right now. So Anomio, you and your compatriots have strategized over how to enter the Sunstone Cavern. Make plans to leave. Uh, you make plans to leave in a couple of hours. So you sit down in a chair and you rest your eyes. It's been a long time since you've had real downtime with nothing else to do, and your eyes get heavy, and you begin to drift off as you think of your brother, which I actually did not ask you how to pronounce it. Is it, is it Joaquin? No, Joaquin. It is Joaquin. Okay. No, I'm kidding. It's Joaquin. Oh, okay. I, I was like, Joaquin. I actually even looked up the pronunciation earlier, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Joaquin, but just in case he, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the, the, the jab. Anyway, all right. So <laughs> your eyes get heavy, and you begin to drift off as you think of your brother, Joaquin, your love, Catherine, and your old mentor, Don <laughs> and Angomi. <laughs> Sorry, Don Angomi? Angomi, right? Like Angomi. <laughs> Yep. I should have asked you how to, okay. how to pronounce all of these things. Yes. Uh, you blink and you find yourself back in Hobblehaven. The smell of hot rust fills your nose. The sound of pressurized steam 
The kachunk of massive gears fills your ears, and the voice of your brother sitting at the table before you brings you back to a time before you ever donned the mask and took up the name of Noro. My old home. So, you and uh, Joaquin... Of their rust and tetanitis. <laughs> so, Joaquin... tetanus, whichever. Tetanus. <laughs> tetanis. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, we're both just doing this accent the entire night. It's going to be awesome. So... <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, it's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to oh, vacillate. Yeah. We'll have to... The, the people in the chat will have to keep track of how many different things we do. All right, so... Uh, so Joaquin... Different accents, different nationalities. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so Joaquin is sitting in front of you, and he's uh, had quite a few drinks already. And he, he says, I just can't believe Dad's gone. That bastard Elfiel cutting corners to line his pockets. And he picks up his mug and he downs it, and you note that he's getting pretty drunk. I know. I know, Joaquin. I grip my uh, tankard to me. We always knew that we could not trust that Elfiel bastard. So as you it guys are to us now to look after the family, to look after ourselves. Yes, and mother will have to make sure that she is taken care of. So as you drink, a, uh, a waitress, a silver-haired waitress walks over to you. And uh, she sees uh, Joaquin's state, and she says, Looks like your brother is having a go at it, huh? Everything okay? We, uh... We lost our father earlier. Joaquin is dealing with it best he can. Don't worry, I'll, I'll look after him. I'll take care. And she places a couple more mugs down, and uh, she says, These are on the house, then. I knew your father well. I'm very sad to hear that. I know. Everyone in the burrows will be sad tonight. He was a great man. So as you guys sip your beer for a few more minutes and recount tales of your father, uh, you hear uh, a sound. You hear marching. Um, steps as if from many people approaching you and you hear a voice that you recognize it says ah here they are and uh, you see a group of three guards escorting Elfiel Montero and he walks over to your table and he says gentlemen allow me to give my condolences for the death of your father very unfortunate and he looks at the waitress, he says, Gilda, allow me to settle up the tab for my two friends here. And he sits down in the chair. Forgive my Gilda. timing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Gilda. Oh. I, the... I, mo oh. I motioned to her a little. <laughs> Don't, he's not paying for us. No, no. She, she gives you a nod and then she, uh, she kind of takes the opportunity to, to go back to what she was doing. She walks away. So Elfiel pulls out one of the chairs and he sits down and he says, he looks at uh, Joaquin and he looks at you and he says, forgive my timing, Joaquin. There is the matter of your father's debt to settle. You see, your father borrowed quite a bit of coin from me for your mother's cooking stand. He borrowed a fair bit of coin, around a hundred gold pieces. 
enough to keep him in the mine for another half a year. As the oldest son, it falls on you to pay that debt. And, uh... I, uh... I slam my hand on the table. You have no right to be here, Elfia Montero. You dog, you cur. Do not talk to him like this. Not now. You will not be speaking to my brother tonight. You leave us be, Elfiel. I will talk to you tomorrow. Joaquin, he holds up his hand and he kind of holds in a, a burp and he looks at it. He says, Elfiel, piss off. Like my brother said, well, I don't have a hundred gold for you. Elfiel stands back up again and you see a couple of the guards kind of start surrounding your table. And uh, he says, I expected that you may say that. So I brought some friends along to make sure you show up to work the mines tomorrow morning, bright and early. And the three guards, they walk up and they surround Joaquin, yourself, and uh, you see anger start to fill Joaquin's eyes. Joaquin? Maybe we should just go to the mines tomorrow. Hmm? Maybe, and, uh... uh <clears throat> then this swine will leave us be for the evening. Swine, huh? Uh, Joaquin, what's the matter? Anomia, what's the matter? You both look so upset. Perhaps you'd like to say goodbye to your father. I'm sure that we could put you in the tunnels right where he was digging. You may even uncover his body. At this point, he uh, waves his hand and he casts Minor Illusion on the table. And an illusion appears of your father uh, swinging a pickaxe. Suddenly, the tunnel collapses and you watch your father crushed by boulders. The Minor Illusion repeats again and again. And then Elfiel turns his back to you and he says, I will see you in the mines and leave you with this memory of your father. May you prove more worthful, uh, worth, worthful, whatever, than, <laughs> than him. And he starts to walk away. I grab a tankard off the table. And as he's walking away, lob it at the back of his head. <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, just roll a d20 for me. <laughs> you hit him right in the back of the head. Uh, as you're throwing the tankard, um, you, you manage to hit him right in the back of the head. And uh, Joaquin, seeing your, your move, he stands up out of the chair and he takes a step towards Elfiel. And uh, he says, You're nothing but a gold-plated whistle. All shine, lots of noise, but hollow and useless when it comes to doing any real work. Elfiel turns back around, he says, and you are like a rusted cog in a fine clockwork, out of place, grinding away to no effect, and only worth mentioning for the trouble that you cause. At which point, Joaquin lunges at Elfiel, and he punches him square in the face. I'd like you to roll initiative. 
Oh boy. We're going to get right into it. Now, for those at home, we might want to mention, I'm actually playing a lower level character ah, than yes. I am during the regular uh, campaign, the non-interludal. Yes, so uh, so this is essentially a memory. Uh, so you are, it's quite a, quite a bit back. All right, so up first is going to be Elfiel. He's going to have an opportunity to react. And he's going to look at the guards and he's going to say, you all saw that, he attacked me first. You can all attest to it. And then he takes out his, uh, his rapier and he stabs at Joaquin. Uh, which will hit for um, a lot of damage. Uh, eight damage. All right. Uh, he, he runs uh, Joaquin right through the stomach, and Joaquin gets down on one knee. Ooh. He is essentially out of the fight at this point, but he is still alive. All right. Up next is... Uh, actually, I'm sorry. He, he has a second uh, attack of which he is going to make against Joaquin. He is going to stab him through the, uh, the the stomach with his rapier, and then he is going to... Whew. Okay. Yeah, so he hits again. He is going to stab him through the, the stomach with the rapier, and then he's going to haul off, and he's going to swipe at his neck and slit his throat. And Joaquin is going to fall to the ground dead. Joaquin! You bastard! You killed my brother! At which point, Elfiel is going to look at you and say, I guess it's now let, uh, it now falls to you to show up to the mines tomorrow. However, for this transgression, guards, tenderize him a little. And Elfiel is going to spend his, uh, his movement starting to walk away. Up next is a guard uh, here who's carrying a short sword. He's uh, He's got kind of a mohawk thing going on. All of these people are gnomes, uh, and he is going to rush towards you. He's actually going to jump on the table, standing right in the middle of that minor image of your father, and he is going to take a swipe at you with his short sword, which is a 17 to hit, uh, which I'm assuming would hit. Yeah. yeah for but sure. it only does one point of damage. <laughs> oh. So I'm actually going to make right. these public rolls because it's more fun to watch. Um, yes, yeah, so he is, uh, he's gonna jump up on the table, he's gonna swipe at you with his short sword, and, uh, then he's going to, uh, kinda stand, stand on the table, just kinda looming over you. Up next is another guard with a long sword. This guy is a bit older, and, uh, he's, he's definitely, you actually, you would have recognized him at this point, because he typically is in this area, and you've seen him walk by this bar many, many times. And he looks at you a little sad, and he goes to hit you with the butt of his long sword. He's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to hurt you. Uh, that's going to be a 20 to hit uh, for seven points of damage. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, hits, that hurts a little bit more. You are up next. And uh, just for the audience, what, what kind of uh, weapons do you have on you? Well, I have a dagger and my fists. Excellent. That is all. Awesome. Well, good luck. <laughs> so, I am. Well, the one the one fella actually tried to stab me. I'm going to try and stab him back. All right. 
take his legs out from under him. Okay. The the old guy or the uh, short sword? Ooh, no. Uh, the guy on the table. On the table, got it. I'll actually give you advantage because you're kind of at, at level height with him. Um, so I'll give you advantage oh, okay. on that. Uh, oh, there we go. 22. Right. So uh, you you stab at him with your dagger, and you manage to catch him right in the calf. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. He's a bit of a younger guy, too. You can tell he doesn't have quite... Oh, boy. All right. And uh, with that, you actually manage to Thank nick you. an artery or something in his leg, because, boy, blood is just absolutely everywhere. And he is completely incapacitated as he falls off the table and onto the ground, hitting the chair on the way down. Good. You see him writhing in pain on the ground, uh, but pretty soon it stops. All right. Anything else? Uh, I believe that will be it for now. That's all, all right. I can do for now. So up next is uh, Joaquin, who's unconscious, and then, uh, or actually, in this case, he's he's basically dead. Uh, so the uh, this next guard, who is carrying a long uh, pole, it's a glaive. It's got a long pole with a, an edge on the end of it. He, seeing you uh, kill that that um, guard with the short sword, he is now going from injuring you to revenge. And he is also going to kind of jump up on the table. A, uh, perhaps this is where you learned that, that skillful move that you use oh so much. <laughs> and he's going to take a swing at you with his glaive. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 13 to hit. Yeah, uh, yep, that will hit. All right, so five damage. Uh, so I'll, by the way, I can take care of all of the, the damage for you and stuff. Just make things easier. I see that, very nifty. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and, and then he's gonna yell down at you, you son of a bitch, that was my friend! And, uh, he's gonna kind of jump over here, um, just to see his, his buddy there. Um, I will kill you for this! Alright, up next is Elfiel, uh, who's gonna continue kind of walking away. Up after him is the guard with the longsword. And he is going to go for, uh, he's, he's gonna take his longsword, he's gonna kind of keep it butt side first, and he's going to try to hit you in the head with it. Um, however, as he goes to swing at you, you see a masked individual jump down onto the tent uh, above you, bounce off of it, land on the table, and then quickly swing his rapier uh, towards both of the, the guards that are remaining. Um, he is going to make a quick intimidation roll. Uh, seven. So, uh, they are not afraid, but they are... You do now have his attention, and it managed to interrupt this guard's... Uh, the longsword guard's attack. So you are up next. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you know, I think I am going to try to bludgeon the guy in front of me. The guy mm -hmm. who's been just trying to hit me. I'm going to try to bludgeon him uh, in the face. I'm just going to try to punch him with the dagger in hand. Sure. Um, so I'm going to do an unarmed strike against mm -hmm. him. Oh, I didn't make it automatic for you uh, because I didn't want to get in your That's way. That's okay. I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. I also figured I'd so be wrong. An so an 18 Ooh. will definitely hit. Yeah. And a six. And All right. six. So 
you take a, uh, a massive swing and actually you knock him right on his butt and he is, uh, he is like loopy and he is, uh, he's not unconscious, but he's, he's, you knocked his, what's the word? You, you rattled his cage. <laughs> Black off? Oh, rang his bell? Exactly. You rang his bell. That's yeah. what I was going for. Perfect. Um, seeing that, uh, the, this, this masked individual next to you who you, you absolutely would recognize mostly by reputation. Uh, he looks down at you and he grabs you by the hand. He says, we need to leave. There will be a lot more guards very soon. And uh, he, if you're going to go with him, then good, but it's up to you. I will, I will run away with my master friend. Yes, I will. With a, with a, a fleeting glance back at Joaquin as we rush past. Excellent. As this all concludes, you uh, you kind of settle back as you're in that dreamlike state, and you have memories of training with this man, learning everything there is to know about becoming the masked Avenger known as Noro. You learn how to fight with a rapier. You learn how to fight with a whip. And it is the day of your first real test, where you've been tasked with stealing an axe beak out of the stables uh, within within the uh, the local like guard stable area and we will go over there mm. so there's a, a few things to know here um, so with this area there are multiple different points of entry and it will be completely up to you how you decide to do this but you snuck past a few guards and you're standing in front of a low profile stable the walls are brick and wood, uh, and you need to get inside. Before you is a large door leading into the main building, and to the side, there's a dirt pen. Around the side, you could see some light, as if from a window or possibly another door, but it's hard to tell from here. You don't want to uh, uh, linger in this spot for long, as you'll probably be seen. Okay, and just so I know, this the area behind me, is this a... Um, is this like a, a well-traveled road, or is this you know is it is it pretty dead this time of day? There shouldn't be anybody. Around. So so I, I actually I probably should have made this more nighttime, but I didn't put lights. Whatever. So at this point it oh, is okay. so it's, it it's is nighttime. It's yeah. nighttime. Yeah, sorry about that. So it's nighttime, um, and although it is not a well-traveled uh, road this time of night, typically it would be, and you definitely would imagine that guards will be patrolling this area. So, uh, remaining outside forever, probably not the best move, but at the moment, you have eluded all of the guards and use your, uh, your, your mask and your darkness and your stealth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just for darkness, fun, I'm gonna... not usually my thing, but <laughs> I use it when I need to. And this I wonder is... if anyone I know will, be, that will be important. This <gasps> is... This is what you look like. That is so <laughs> rad! Oh, that is... So rad! <laughs> oh, the mustache! Everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Awesome. And the Earth sets. Mask is awesome. Just yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. So, so, what would what would you I'm like to do? To, yes. I am going to start to move towards the pen. Okay. All right. So let's and... just make a general stealth roll to start off this whole thing. Uh, so that we can make some decisions. 
an eight. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. An eight. Okay. So um, now there's two doors on this side. So those are Both windows. With lights. Can I? See? Oh, those are windows. Okay. Yep. So are they, can I see anything through them? So uh, from where you are, you would be able to see kind of inside of the building, but you're a little ways away. So like you're, you can't peek in. Um, you can more yeah, see yeah. that it appears to be the inside of the stables. Okay. So I'm going to, oh, not gonna climb that fence because <laughs> the game doesn't want me to. Correct. Let's go around here. There we go. So I'm going to stealthily, very also stealthily tiptoe across to the side of the stables. So I will say that with your eight stealth, uh, you are paying so much attention towards these windows that you accidentally step in a giant pile of uh, axe beak turds. And, uh, you know, they're they're white like any other bird, and so now one of your boots is mostly covered in, in white bird crap. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you get up to the window. Um, why don't you make a perception roll for me? Sure. So, oh man, there we go. Oh, a twenty-one. A twenty-one, very good. All right, so uh, you you uh, kind of peek around, and I'll I'll even open up the window for you, and you see that there is an axe beak right inside of this window. And you are staring right at the uh, the hindquarters of a giant ostrich-looking creature whose uh, beak is actually flattened vertically in the shape of the head of an axe, thus its name. Uh, it's covered in feathers. It's about, actually, it's a, a bit taller than you are. Um, I believe that you're about three and a half feet tall or maybe maybe four at the most. I don't quite remember, but it's taller than you are. And this is, uh, yeah. you, kn you know that these creatures are used as mounts. Um, the way that larger our larger races might use a horse. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to jiggle this window ever so carefully. All right. Uh, make a. I'll either say a sleight of hand or a stealth roll, depending on if you are trying to. Well, sorry. Let me put it this way. It is not locked, uh, so you do not need to unlock it. But if you're trying to be quiet about opening it, then I'll have you roll stealth. If okay. you, yeah, let's let's go stealth. That makes had, sense. Had to think that one through. Oh, very nice. Look at me, so stealthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, your your former transgression of stepping in in bird crap, uh, notwithstanding, you are quite the stealthy man. And well, this, this, has this been, is this is true, but that could not be helped. Yes, it has been a big part of your training over the last uh, <laughs> few weeks. And uh, so you, you open up this window, and the axe beak actually does not notice you. You did it so quietly. Oh, wow. All right. So I'm going to slip in. All right, so I'm going to very carefully, very carefully. Oh, before I do this, though. Sure. Can I roll the nature to see what I know about axe beaks? Absolutely. What, what are, what's Actually, their deal? There's a couple of things I'll have you roll, but let's let's start with nature. That's a good one. So go ahead and roll that. A ten. So with a ten, um, well, what are you trying to tell? Are you trying to tell like their temperament or things about them or like what they eat? Like what are you trying to learn? Because a ten will get you something, mostly. but not everything. Okay. Temperament. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How they. You know, 
Yeah. So in the wild, they do like to flock, and uh, so they, they will run as a herd. Um, however, these are well-trained and domesticated axe beaks. They are very used to having people around them. However, you did sneak up behind this thing, and it did not see you, and it was sleeping. So I'd like you to make an animal handling check to see how it reacts to you essentially trying to calm it as it is a little spooked. Okay, okay. So it's, Unless, it's, of course, you want to let it be spooked. That's up to you. No, no. Let's, let's chill out. Let's chill out, buddy. Come on, <laughs> buddy. It's all right. It's just, it's just a gnomeo. Oh, 19. 19, no, me. no problem. My dulcet tones, they soothe the savage beast. <laughs> so you, uh, you managed to calm the axe beak, no problem at all. You, uh, you've actually learned about them from your mentor and he, he prepared you for just this, just this situation. So no problem at all. The axe beak is calm. As long as he is calm, I'm going to sidle up and take a peek out All right. of this way. So what you see in this room is there are eight very similar stables, the one that you're in and seven more. Um, you're able to tell that there's a couple of axe beaks in some of them, but you can't see all of the stables from where you are. On both sides of this room are two double doors, very large, clearly meant to kind of bring animals in or out. Uh, one to your left and one to your right. All right. Well, so long as I, no one is in here, I'm going to try to check this door and see if it's locked. I, I believe. Sure. Well, this is the door that I that was leads to the outside, as far as I know. Uh, that's a, that's a reasonable guess. Plus, you could see some uh, some moonlight kind of through the bottom of the door. You could tell that this one would go outside. It also appears yeah, yeah. to be locked from the inside. So like you're you can you're staring at a deadbolt that is locked. Okay. All right. And this is this is like a big old barn lock kind of deal, like oh padlock. Uh, it, no, it's 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 not really it's not. There are guards all over here, so the need for just over locking things is not as much, especially for something like a stables where if there was a problem, you might need to leave very quickly. Um, oh, so this okay. is more of like a like a bar, um, but you could oh. also tell from the mechanisms that it could be unlocked from the outside if you know, like with a key it, it, or something okay. like that. Yep. Um, or okay, you could so just this is something slide. I, could, I, I can try. I'm gonna give it a little, keep an, one eye over my shoulder, just kachuk. Sure. Uh, roll okay. uh, sleight of hand. Unless, yeah, I don't believe you have lock picking tools or anything on you. Yeah. No, yeah. I so we'll that. go. We'll go sleight of hand. Ooh. Uh oh. Well. Seven. So you are on the inside. Uh, you you are able to kind of slide it, but it's it's pretty loud. Um, the door is now unlocked. Okay. I will quickly open both doors and pad back to my friend of the axe beak. <laughs> Sure. Uh, <laughs> so you open both doors, um, and you are greeted with a view of outside. Okay. I jump on the Max Beaks back <laughs> politely. Yeah. I don't want. And this isn't like I'm. I'm taking it. You know, I'm not being rough on the animal. You all know, right. We're Peter approved here, um, except for all the pork Anomio eats all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I jump on the Max Beaks back and like. Hurrah! Away, birdie! <laughs> Alright, uh, let's make another animal handling check. Uh, 
Oh, oh boy. An 11. So your your previous 19, he's not like crazy because he's not he's not afraid of you. But he is you are not his rider. And uh, he is none too happy about this. So he very quickly he is his uh, wings kind of flail out and you you get knocked down onto the ground and you land on your back with a thud. But he he just okay. kind of goes back about his business though. He doesn't like look down at you. He just kind of like, no. <laughs> you overgrown turkey. How could you do this to a no meal? <laughs> uh, come back. I'd like you. And, uh, okay. Sorry, God. All right, all right, friend. <laughs> Make I'm gonna a come back to him just in front of him. Oh, stealth. Okay. Shoot. Yeah, one more stealth, only because you fell. That makes sense. Oh, I thought that was gonna be a one. <laughs> I know uh, it was close. It, it was, was very close. close. It was on that corner. Oh, uh, well, with a fifteen, as far as what you can hear, I'd like you to make a perception check. N nothing seems to be happening, but just to be sure. Okay. okay. So with a fifteen, you start to hear 15? some. You hear some noises um, coming from the other side of the the door that you did not open. There seems to be a few okay. people, few different voices coming from that room. They don't seem alarmed. It's more that you've now just noticed that there are people there. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So there are definitely some folk on the other side, but we don't mm -hmm. know. We don't know if they've heard. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I am going to say... All right. I'm going to come to the front of the, the bird. Mm -hmm. Okay, listen, birdie, you don't know me, you don't know me, but I, I am good, I am the good guy, you know, we're gonna take you out of here, we're gonna give you so much good stuff, you're gonna have all the bird seed you want, you're, you're not gonna have to live in this pen, we're gonna take you out to the pastures, it's going, it's going to be great, so, since I am the good guy, you just stay calm, you come with me, okay, come on, <laughs> and I just kind of, come on, Come on, you know, just kind of like pulling him by the like, like scratching under his neck and like, sure. come on, come on, okay, sure. On. Uh, so you pull him out a little bit, yeah. Are you like, what is the intent here? Are you trying to lead him out? I'm trying to guide him towards towards the door. Yeah, towards, got it. Towards the door. Oh, so very quiet, very quiet. <laughs> I'd like you to make another animal handling check for me, please. Oh boy. Every one of these, my heart keeps beating faster. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a four. Oh, no. oh. So whiskey, as you... whiskey. Oh, whiskey, good. Whiskey. All right, cool. Nice. Go for it. Although I kind of right. really liked that you rolled a so two. Got some and then four. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm going to pour my uh, my other whiskey. So so pause for pop. There we go. Right in the mic. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. It's always good on a fresh pop. For anybody watching that missed it earlier, this one is uh, a bottle that we bought for uh, whiskey, the whiskeychannel.com. Uh, Kira's dad is fighting cancer, so this is a bottle that uh, kind of contributes towards that. Um, I looked earlier; I didn't see that if they were still available or not. I couldn't find them on the website, so maybe they were all sold out, which would be great. Um, I know that Jason has been promoting them a bit, and I'm sure that Kira and uh, his name's escaping me. Kira and Day, no. Uh, 
Thewhiskeychannel.com. I'm sure that they've you're, been. You, I think you had it. You're okay. Yeah, I think you had it. Is if it Dave? If, yeah. I, if you're going to say what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Either um, way. But no, I was going to say yeah. the other one. The one who isn't Kira. Let's right. Yes. The male, the male, not Kira. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm sure that they've been promoting it as well. So if you want to try to find it, go try to find it. All right. Yeah. All right. So, okay. um, so. Did, so you risky whiskey. So go ahead and roll another animal handling. It's David. Okay. I said uh, Dave, didn't I? Yeah, you did. David, Dave. Obviously, he goes by David, but I was close. Ooh, that's tasty. It's a little toasty. I like it. All right. Okay. Ooh, that's way better. All right. So a fifth, uh, fourteen. So I'm gonna have to roll against you on this one just to just to see. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, you know what? I don't really know what to roll, so I'm gonna roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> so, okay. And he rolled a natural oh, twenty. <laughs> so, so Hello. you, uh, so you go to jump on his back, and uh, you think that you've got it for a little bit, actually. And he's just kind of strutting around. You're marching up and down, uh, but I think what happens here is some some noise outside of the door that you had opened kind of spooks him, and he rears or he again flaps his wings off, and you go tumbling onto the ground and land on your back. Roll another stealth uh, for me. Oh, Euros guide me. Fifteen. Very good. All right. However, at this okay. point, with a with a fifteen, um, I'm going to actually. I'm just going to roll against it because now this is the second time, and these people actually have. Uh, they're they're proficient in. Oh, they rolled a fourteen on their perception. Uh, so you got away with it. Mm. All right, so at this point you see, or you hear something walking through the door behind you. You see an absolute vision of a gnome. About, you're, you're laying on your back, so you're seeing her upside down. But she's about three feet tall. Her hair is falling in waves down to her shoulders, her black hair. Her eyes are a deep violet, and they sparkle as she kind of runs in and she starts talking to the ax beak. And she says, what's, what's going on in here? What's wrong? And she sees you laying on the ground. And she says, who are you? Oh, and I, I get up and I dust myself off and I, I kind of lean against the post, kind of like, hey, <laughs> hello, oh, hello. Uh, I am Jacob, the, the knight, the knight uh, X-Peak. Handler, you know, I, I, this is, this, I am paid to take, take care of the X-Beaks in the evening. Uh, uh, how are you? Who, who are you? Why are you in here? <laughs> uh, I'll have you roll deception Hi. with, with a, uh, actually no, cause she found you on your back. So I was going to say advantage cause that was actually good. Uh, but I'll have it equal out. So it's a straight roll of, um, okay. De, uh, what is it? Deception against her. Okay. Person. Oh no! So she is going to say, "Well, Jacob, I would think a knight would be a little better at riding riding one of our steeds. What uh, what has you out here so late?" Oh well, you know, uh, uh, tornado here. My 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 buddy tornado. 
he just he can't sleep without you know a bedtime story and well, he is a big baby aren't you a big baby tornado you oh, he's such a he's, he's silly he's silly <laughs> ex pq oh boy uh so you know i come out here it's, it's it's for him it's for him i'd i'd rather be sleeping you know you know like a normal person of course but you know i, I love the birds i love uh, that i'd like to believe that but that still doesn't explain the mask. And would she walks a little closer I to you. Ugly? I would believe that. <laughs> well, see, there you go. You know, well, terrible, terrible facial scars. Uh, it's just, it's uh, not pleasant for you, unpleasant for me. We, we just keep, we just keep the mask. It's gone, huh? We just keep, just keep the mask on. No, no big deal. So you stand there, lie to my face, make a mockery of me, and then try to lie your way out of it. What, What is stopping me? She, she looks down, she has a rapier at her side as well. What is stopping me from pulling my sword and running you through as a, a thief? Oh, well, my charming demeanor and your Forgiving nature? <laughs> uh, persuasion. <laughs> so she, she blushes a little bit. And uh, she says, Perhaps I shall let you live. But you need to earn it. And she does pull her, her rapier out. Uh, and she takes off her she takes off her jacket and kind of lays it down, and uh, she says, "No violence, just a test." And then she goes to attack you with her rapier. So, let's do this. I would like you to roll initiative. All right. I'm gonna give her automatic first attack because she just pulled her her sword towards you, but uh. Actually, so well, I guess it's only sense. it's only two of us. I, so yeah, you know what? Actually, you rolled over a twice. I'll let you. She pulls her sword, and if you want to react and immediately, you're welcome to. I uh, I pull my sword out and bat hers away. And, you know, kind of just knocked it to the side, and you know, so, I've never crossed blades with a woman before. This well, will be interesting. I will warn you not to underestimate me. And uh, she she lunges at you, and she's going to make an attack with her rapier. A 15. All right. Well, that is going to hit. I am going to use my parry, though. Okay. Cool. However, and I believe... Because I don't... Hit... Oops, did it work? I was going to say that's on. only I'll it's going to be a meter beat because parry adds plus two. Oh, let's go from here. So that would make your AC 15, which is what she rolled, which so she would still hit you with the parry. Uh, no, right. I would just reduce the damage. Oh, OK. All right. Never mind then. Um, so she hit yeah, you yeah, for yeah. seven. So what are you what are you reducing it down to? Two five. Uh, what did I roll here? Hold on. I think it's a D. Oh, it's a superiority deck. Oh, that's right. What I was, was looking at Perry like as a it monster didn't, thing. Did not work. Hmm? 
Okay, I don't know why it didn't work, but that's okay. We'll do it again. Sure. That was not what was supposed to happen. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell are you rolling? <laughs> so tell, tell me what <laughs> you're trying to do. Try one more time. Oh, there we go. All right, see. So uh, so all right. Oh, I reduced it by seven. Perfect. Awesome. That, boy, that that's as thematic as it possibly could have been. So she uh, she thrusts at you with her blade, yeah, yeah. and you knock it to the side. And uh, she, she smiles at yeah. you, and she says, your turn. <laughs> I, I, uh, as I sweep her blade up, I quickly flick my wrist and deliver a sweeping blow toward her midsection. Okay. And I will roll my rapier. Or, or, or I think I have a rapier now. Yes, I do. Yep, good you day. should. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. A 24. So that'll definitely hit. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, may I, uh, may I just strike her with the flat of my blade? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. All right, so no damage. Uh, I'm assuming that's what you're going for. Yeah. Yes. All right, so no damage done. Uh, she kind of jumps at the, the site, and she she says, all right, do you, are, do you have any more attacks? Uh, I actually, what level am I at? I think you're I level three. I don't think three. I have a second attack yet. I don't think so yeah. either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you slap her with the, the flat of the blade. Uh, she kind of jumps a bit, and she says, I would encourage you to try harder. And not take this uh, oh. too lightly. 18 to hit. Oh. oh. <laughs> yep, that will definitely hit. And uh, so she's going to do 10 points of damage to you. However, she's also... Uh, she is going to swipe at you, and she's going to aim to kind of cut part of your clothes. And uh, you see a, a big tear through the chest of your shirt without hitting skin. A very finely placed blow. So no damage. Oh, so no damage. Oh. She says, you are quite good with your... You're not as light on your feet as you thought. Perhaps not. But if all you wanted to do was take off my clothes, you could have just asked. <laughs> she blushes again. I, um... I'm going to, uh step forward and try to, uh, you know, I'm going to do the, the destreza. I will step forward and lock blades with her and look in her eyes and be like, you are not so bad yourself. And then swing down towards her, her legs. Okay. During, during this, I'll say that you guys kind of switch sides just for, for cinematic-ness. And, uh, so as we go ahead and make an attack? Yes. Ooh, nat 20. Excellent. Uh, so you take her legs out from underneath her, and she is now prone on the ground. Uh, I want to just hold my blade, uh, you know, pointed at her, but, you know, not not like in a particularly threatening way. I don't want to be right on top of her. Just mm -hmm. putting my blade like, Mademoiselle, do you yield? And she... Uh... Let's see. So she is going to use the disengage action, and she's going to say never. She's going to swat your uh, rapier away, and then in the same action, she's going to whack the axe beak on the butt so that it goes charging forward. And uh, I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. 
11. Ooh, 11. So 11 will not do it, and I'm going to have you just... You're not going to take any damage, but you're going to get knocked prone. Um, so now you are both laying on the ground. Uh, she's going to use the rest of her movement to get up, and she's going to walk over to the other door, and she's going to say, What was your name, by the way? <laughs> You, well, sorry, you, you, you told her your up. name, but she's she's going to say, what's your real name? Mademoiselle, you may call me Noro. And I'm going to take one last attempt to jump on this guy's back. And as long as she's far away, mm -hmm. I'm just going to try to ride off. Go for it. Make a one more If this animal. doesn't work, I'm going to look like a... <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead and make another nature nature check for me. Or do you mean animal handling? Uh, animal or handling. Nature? Animal handling. Let's say that you have to get over an eleven, just because it's fun to watch oh, watch boy. you uh, do it. All right. Woo! So you uh, you jump onto the back of this axe beak just as she opens up the door and she says, "Guards, guards! One of the axe beaks are being stolen." And you see four guards rush towards the door as you ride off into the night on the back of your brand new axe beak mount. Ha ha! <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so somewhere within... And if I can, I'll, oh, yes. I'll scratch a G on the door as I ride by. <laughs> Absolutely you can. Uh, make a performance check for me. Let's see how good this comes out. Okay. Seventeen. 17. Perfect. It looks beautiful. There, there's hardly a, a sharp edge to it. You actually manage. You're like wahaha, chicha, and the G. Um, perfect. So, uh, the the guards attempt to give chase, but you, uh, being the the, uh, masked vigilante and and apparently expert axe beak rider that you are, you flee into the night on your brand new axe beak tornado. <laughs> Somewhere, yeah. somewhere in Erngor Zuek, uh, Anomio is asleep, snoring very quietly, and he smiles to himself. And your dream, uh, you switch back once again to another scene. Uh, but let's take a quick, quick interlude here. In our interlude, uh, have you switched interlude drinks? Or are, you, are you still drinking your uh, your friggin' Long Island iced tea that you created? <laughs> Your the, the Long Island, the <laughs> Long Island mojito. Mm -hmm. uh, no, actually, I, I a little bit of it melted, so I drank a bit. But I'm mostly drinking this lovely Lestau Brandy de Jerez, which I gotta say I love the uh, pretty much everything from Jerez. Mm -hmm. But the brandy, I feel like, is kind of a sleeper. People don't know about this stuff, and it's really good. Brandy. The, um, every time I've tried it, I'm always just like. Yeah, it feels like it's deep, and I could go just as deep there as I could with whiskey. It's just not as popular, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just think the, um, especially if you're a, a sherried scotch fan, mm -hmm. this is yeah. a good place to go for when you first start getting into brandy. So. Excellent. Yeah. So, are you ready for our last scene? Oh, of course. I am so excited. <laughs> I have. This has been amazing. 
so far so i'm so excited i think you'll enjoy this one too all right so we are going to come back um oh by the way so this whiskey by the way um it's a little young but uh, overall it actually tastes pretty good and for the the money i think it was only like 45 dollars plus shipping um it's it's holding up i i will absolutely enjoy every drop of this bottle so yeah nice not a whole lot of notes but just an overall pretty good whiskey um i feel like it would prop what would i even put this in like maybe a manhattan if i was gonna mix it um i don't think it would go as well with an old-fashioned uh but it's got like a little bit of a spicy note so it kind of reminds me a little bit of an old uh of a manhattan anyway i like my manhattan spicy as possible Sure. yes yeah for sure yeah. um i actually uh want to take a second so russell b says ed misses all the key rolls until it comes time i came time to ham it up then a nomeo shines or yes he says nomeo but noro yeah <laughs> um uh, i'm noro. also also gonna AKA take a nomeo aka uh a hat upon a hat upon a hat <laughs> so many hats (laughs) so many hats um since we're at a little break too i'm just gonna say uh thank you to our patrons mike david ej paul martin steve tony two toes which is always fun to say scott uh and scott mc so thank you guys all for being patrons um if you're enjoying the episode tonight consider going and checking it out i actually just posted a uh i posted a book last week um which i'm love i would love to get more more interaction with but yeah you guys uh gotta go check that out if you, especially if you're a patron and you haven't checked that out yet it's uh the book that adriana picked up Tallinn in her uh last episode and uh yeah it's, it's worth checking out i actually i worked pretty hard on it you just did a whole lot of stuff so go check it out okay back to our go read that book yeah all right so you uh you kind of fade back out of that that memory and like i said you're smiling in your sleep and uh you know one of the one of the um obsidian cloaks might notice you and just kind of be like wonder what he's dreaming about and uh you know you say Catherine Zeta <laughs> out of your corner of your mouth so your dream takes you into the next scene where you are inside of a castle uh little little plaza with inside or the inside of the castle where there's corridors or whatever and everything is on fire um Slightly before you, you see both Elfiel and your mentor, Don Angnomi Hopkins, uh, in front of you, and they're they're battling with their, their rapiers. And Elfiel seems to have the upper hand. You uh, you have some singes on your on your cloak, you are bruised and battered, and you recall that you have been fighting for quite a while. You have run through many guards. You are working your way through here, and you are attempting to rescue Catherine Zeta Gnomes from being kidnapped by Elfiel Montero. Don Angnomi Hopkins uh, made a made an appearance you were not expecting, and as you run over to assist your mentor, from behind you see the point of Elfiel's rapier go through his stomach and out his back. And you see a spurt of blood hit the ground and dribble out the back of him. He grabs the rapier in front of him and he drops to the ground. And Elfia looks down at him and he says, she will, co- uh, she will come with me. I will raise her as if she is my own. And you will die here 
in this castle, and everyone will forget the name of Noro. What are you doing? I am charging as fast as my tiny legs can carry me. And I am just yelling, no, no more. And I'm leaping over my mentor. I guess I'll put myself here. Yeah. And, dri and uh, uh, driving my sword at LPL. No more, no more. You will take no more people from me. All right, go ahead and uh, make your attack. Uh, well, sorry. Let, go, roll for right. initiative, but you'll you'll have the first attack. Oh, initiative first. All right. Yep. And then I'll I'll put you at the top. That's fine. Actually, you you managed to roll better than everybody anyway. Uh, hell yeah. Oh, so something to know. So being as how this is your dream, you in this moment are as powerful as a Nomeo is in the real world. You have all of your items on you. You have your whip your hweep, sorry, your rapier, and as many hats as you can fit on your head. You are every bit the hero that you envision yourself, and your nemesis stands before you, and the lovely Catherine Zeta Gnomes stands next to him, watching her father die on the ground. Well, that's less fun, unfortunately. That's just... <laughs> Alright. So, uh, making my attack... Oh, all right, 24. Great start. All right, so you swing it uh, at LPL and, and you hit. Damage. You do 13, 13 points of damage to LPL. Excellent. All right, so, uh, so, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to stab and then swing around and try to chop him in the neck. Okay, so I'll go attack him again. Ooh, not as good. 11. 11 does not hit. Didn't think so. Um, you know what? I am gonna... Maybe it isn't the smartest thing, but I am gonna go ahead and use my action surge, because I see red. I am, you definitely should, yeah. I am death. I am blood. I am glory! <laughs> you are ah. 11 to attack. <laughs> I'm 11 to attack. That's too bad. Uh, that's okay. You're seeing red, and, and among that and the flames, you, you literally just don't see Elfiel. All right. Anything else? Nope. That'll be it. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Anomio, you, uh, your turn is over. Um, up from the stairs rush uh, several guards. So, the first guard, uh, he's a, he's got a short sword in his hand. Um, he is going to rush towards, he can't quite make it up all the stairs, but he is going to try. Uh, Elfiel is up next. So Elfiel, looking at you, he grabs Catherine Zeta Gnomes and he kind of shoves her down the stairs. Uh, hard enough that she needs to kind of catch herself and she's, she's actually going to end up kind of towards the bottom of the stairs. And he's going to say, my, my love, you must escape. This ruffian will kill you. And uh, he's going to... So that was going to be... Eh. This motherfucker. I'd say that was like... Oh, man. I'm going to give him one attack. Um, that was kind of like a, not a free action, but that's going to be one of his attacks. 
Um, so he's going to take his rapier out. He's going to look at you and say, As the only other person who knew about Noro and who he was, you must also die here in the cleansing fires. And he is going to roll a natural one. <laughs> yeah! And he said, I should not have monologued so long. <laughs> All right. So he was a little off balance from uh, shoving shoving Catherine Zeta gnomes down the stairs. Um, up next is one of the yeah. guards who is also going to uh, start his way up the stairs. Um, actually, they're gnomes, so they only move 25 feet. Uh so you have let's just do this so the guards are starting to make their way up the stairs and Catherine is now past them you are you have six guards and elfiel between you and Catherine zeta gnomes and it is now your turn okay all right i am going to grab off my sombrero of surprise um Nice. I'm going to grab. We're inside right I've been now. dying for you to grab... use that item. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to grab a slime ball. Okay. Um, and I'm going to throw it right on this fella. Wait. Sure. On, let's yep. see if we can maximize this in a 10 foot. So. I think if I throw it right here, I can hit most of these fellas. One, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, so let's do this. So okay. from there to do 10 feet, you'd be able to hit uh, those guys. Okay. Yep. So so the guy to the right and the guy to the bottom right will be uh, safe, at least at the moment. Oh, and if we move it over one over, I'd just lose those two so yeah exactly okay, yeah. Perfect. yeah 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 all right so remind me what uh what that does the slime ball upon throwing this ball green goo will be spread in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range and turns it difficult terrain for the duration when the group when the goo appears each creature must uh succeed on dexterity saving throw or fall from a creature that enters the area or ends its turn there also has to do a dexterity saving throw or fall from uh, I don't uh, see what the target number is. Oh, uh, is, would it just be mine, I guess? Whatever mine would be? The escape DC? Or, yeah. Um, yes, probably. Um, we'll make it, a, it'll be, I don't know what it is. We'll just make a strength DC of 12 to get out of it. All right. We'll Works figure it out later. Perfect. Yep. All right, so you uh, you throw that. yeah you huck a slime ball and you're able to uh, to capture quite a few people in it. And then I am going to that is oh that's actually my action I think. Yeah, but that's okay. That's a pretty good action. Um, it's gonna stop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I'll that is what I will do. Okay, so just to confirm, they're they're totally stuck in that spot until they escape DC, right? Uh, well, they they fall prone. They gotta do dexterity or fall. Got it. All right, cool. I'm not gonna fall just do that for everybody. And but then, uh, then it just counts as. Uh, yeah, it, then it just would count as difficult terrain. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Um. 
Well, I use my action surge. Uh, I can't attack, so no, I'm good. All right. Up next is the the one of two guards that you didn't get. So he's gonna run up and he's he's gonna say, uh, "Elfiel, what shall we do? Uh, fight him, you fool! Run him through!" So he's going to uh, make an attack against you with his short sword. <laughs> Roll a natural one. <laughs> that's two in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody touch, can touch me. So the your fury and your your smallness is just working to your advantage here. And uh, the, sh the short swordsman says, "says I can't hit him, sir. He's too slippery." <laughs> he's gonna actually move. move <laughs> he's gonna move behind you. And uh, Elfiel is up All next. Right. So Elfiel's going to have advantage on his attack because of flanking, um, which is a hell of a thing. And he rolls a oh, I rolled disadvantage by mistake, uh, but still he rolls a natural twenty. Uh, so he is going to do his damage. And then I'll just double it. So he does 18 points of damage to you. Oof. All right. All right. So. You know what? I will use a parry to try and reduce that. Okay. I'll roll d8. All right, three. so okay. by three. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll give you plus three. Okay, cool. So uh, so Elfiel, um, he oh, makes a five. Sorry, superior oh, five. die plus two. Plus two, got it. All right, so Elfiel takes out his uh, rapier and he, he swipes at you a single time, um, but he mm -hmm. actually is going to make another attack against you. Um, actually, no, he's going to take a moment and he's going to make sure that you see it. He's going to take a vial out of his pocket, and he's going to apply poison to his rapier. He says, even if you leave here, I will make sure that you remember me. So he's going to apply a basic poison to his uh, to his rapier, oh boy. Um, which will do an additional two poison damage on any of his attacks uh, going forward. All right. So up next is one of the guards... Um, in the situation, so he's going to make a strength saving throw to see if he can escape out of the goo. He does. Um, so then he's going to use half of his movement, which is only 12 and a half feet, uh, which I'm going to just round that down to 10 feet here. Um, so he doesn't quite make it up to you. And uh, actually, does a glaive have 10 feet of... It is 10 feet. Awesome. Oh Alright, so... So he just happens to be able to reach you with his 10 feet of glaive, and he's going to attack. I cannot hit you to save my life. No, <laughs> he, no you cannot. He rolled a I nine. Am, oh, man. I, I feel like every, every time there's a situation where it's like, oh, this could be cool. It's like, oh, miss, 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 miss. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm so another. Little, I'm a tank of a dude. dude. <laughs> That's true. So uh, the next guy, he's a longsword guy. He's going to actually, he's going to kind of push through Elfiel. You're getting completely surrounded at this point. And you're seeing Anthony, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> Angnomy Hopkins. Um, his body, you can kind of tell it's starting to just, the heat is starting to get to it a bit. Um, he is very much dead, though, on the ground next to you. But your mentor there is laying there. And uh, as he is... Oof, hold on. I'll resolve that in a sec. 
So as he as he is dying, he takes his hat and he grabs it and he holds it up to you. He says, "Avenge me and help the people. You are Noro now." And uh, at this point, this is where you got your hat. Yes. You place it on your head, and I'm going to give you inspiration uh, on your next attack. Um, so essentially, risky whiskey. Uh, okay. However, that other guy crit against you, so he's going to do 11 right. points of damage. <laughs> so there's a whole you know roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, right. uh, yeah seriously. All right. Up next is um, another guard. So he is currently prone. Uh, he's going to use half his movement to stand up. He needs to roll a. Um, Strength saving throw. In order to move, stupid slime ball. <laughs> yeah. He also so he's he's gonna just kind of crawl his way up the stairs. He's only able to make it a couple of spots. Um, and then this guard with the glaive, he is going to also have to roll so many saving throws. All right. So he does not make it. Um, so is it that they're completely stuck unless they get that? No, they, they're, they're prone, and then they have to, if they end in there, then they are then they have to roll again to see if they fall okay. prone again. Got it. Okay. All right. So he, uh, <laughs> I guess he'll he'll just kind of crawl his way out of the out of the goo, but he won't take a turn. Um, and then another longsword guy, uh, he is actually going to go try to escort Catherine Zeta Gnomes out of the building. And uh, he says, uh, I'm trying to think of what he would even call her. He says, whatever. Um, Senorita, we must, we must flee. <laughs> and uh, they're going to start moving out of, the, out of the building. She looks up at you. Um, seeing you surrounded, she, she has a, a very sad look on her face. But, I mean, you guys only had a moment. But she is certainly watching to see what, what happens to you. Um, to describe your area just a little bit more, so something about Hobblehaven is that everything, for, for anybody just listening, it's kind of a steampunk town. Um, there's, there's pipes, there's steam, there's gears, there's everything pretty much all over the place. Even places it's not necessary, it's part of the decorations. Um, the area that you're in right now, the, the floor is covered in a big red rug, but there are pipes kind of strewn across the ceiling, the walls, everywhere. Um, the walls themselves are made of stone, and although they're hot to the touch due to the fire, uh, they're not, you know, you're not going to get hurt if you touch them. Um, but at the moment, you are completely surrounded by guards and Elfiel Montero. Mm -hmm. I, okay, I want to disengage. Mm -hmm. And then try to move, so here, disengage and then move to there here. Okay. And I'm going to bound down this steps. Sure. I will also tell you, it doesn't come across very well on the on the map. Um, the stairs that you are on, if you go down, like, one more block, you could probably jump off into this other corridor. So I would say, like, like right about here is where the steps start separating from the upper oh, floor. Okay, I see um, now. So you could jump down there if you wanted to. Uh... Not saying you should, just it doesn't come across on the map. Got it. Yeah, so I'll move up to here. 
Mm -hmm. And then throw myself. Yeah, I can't even see down there, but I. Yep. Somewhere. Oh, okay. Somewhere. Yeah. Is. Okay. Is yeah, that what you want to do? Did you want to jump yeah, down? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Cool. Yeah, I didn't really think that you might do that. Otherwise, I would have made a different kind of wall. But oh well. All right. So, uh, so you you kind of run you you uh, kind of swirl your sword around you and you knock all of their rapiers and long swords and glaives away and you dash and jump down the stairs. Very heroic. Um, Very heroic. Down where you are, there is no fire at the moment. There's a, a large table to your north. Uh, some some candelabras that are are lit. And uh, you know, a couch, a couch to your south, and you see Catherine Zeta gnomes being escorted by the guard out the door. Fight back! Fight back! Where's the fire? Ah. All right. Well, uh, that'll be my turn because I disengaged and I jumped. So. Sure. All right. So now the uh, the guards are <laughs> looking back at your uh, your pile of goo on the stairs and realizing how they'd have to run through it again. Um, this first short swordsman, being a, a young guy, he sees what you do, and he's going to attempt to do it himself. However, he is... Yeah, he'll be able to make it. Um, but he is going to have to make... Oh, come on. Yes, I know that it collides with a wall, and you're going to do it anyway. All right. He is going to have to make an athletics check to see if he... Um, sorry, acrobatics. To see if he falls. And he sure does. Uh, so, so what you see is is uh, this this very ambitious short swordsman sees what you did, is envious of what you did, and goes and dives through the the very small hole at the top of the stairs where the wall is just starting to to leave, and uh, he forgets to kind of land on his feet and instead just belly flops onto the floor. Um, I'm gonna actually have him take a point of damage for that, uh, but he is prone right at your feet. <laughs> All right. I just looked out at it. Was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so LFL seeing this, uh, he he's up next. He is uh, he's actually going to kind of go to the side where the where the goo wasn't, and he's gonna start to just walk down the stairs, very confident. Uh, he can only make it about three quarters of the way down the stairs. Um, just to save time, the rest of the guards, uh, various ways, make their way. I'll just say that they all make it about halfway down the stairs because of the goo, and we'll just call it that. All right, you are up. All right. I am going to... I will say that from your current position, other than how you could hear them, you actually can't see many of the guards. Okay. I'm going to run up to there and then there. Now, mm -hmm. oh, I think I'm just out of whip range. So instead, I'll bust out a crossbow. Okay. My hand crossbow, and I'll shoot a bolt at Elfiel. Cool. All right, go for it. I like it. And uh, take this uh, take this attack with advantage because of um, that inspiration that I gave you earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Nat yeah, twenty. Yeah. Good time to do it. All right. Come on, baby. Big damage. Big damage. Ah, ten. Not bad. All right. So you place a bolt. Uh, where does it, where does it hit him? Oh, I. Uh... I want to hit him just like dead in the chest, just, just straight, straight in the 
close to the heart as possible. Sure. So he's wearing a breastplate at the moment. However, <clears throat> you're able to find a spot just just where the armpit kind of opens up, a little little point of vulnerability, and you're able to put a crossbow bolt right into his side of his chest. Yeah. Um, you see him take a moment where he, you could tell it. You kind of maybe hit his lung or or at least knock the wind out of him, and uh, he kind of goes down to one knee for a second. I'm gonna consider him prone uh, for the moment. Okay. Anything else? Awesome. Uh, oh, I could do that again. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna shoot him while he's down, just like. Sure. Uh, that'll be with advantage because he's prone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good move. No reason not to. Just like. Uh, you, rolled, I'll be you rolled a six on both dice. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's miserable. funny. I swear that happens like every time. Uh, so that does not hit him. So uh, part. He, he goes down to his knee unexpectedly as you sail another bolt right over the top of his head. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? All right. That'll end my turn. All right. So uh, you see this um, <laughs> the short swordsman. He stands up from prone, um, and he just kind of like really just gimpy leg kind of just starts walking back towards you. And uh, he's, he's happy he wasn't able to make it to you because he's still kind of shaking it off a little bit. Uh, Elfiel Montero is going to stand up. Um, he is going to stand up and then use the other 10 feet of his movement to make it to you. Uh, at which point he is going to make two rapier attacks against you. Uh, the first one. Uh, 14. Misses. Misses. All right. Yep. And then a second one. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> Have I hit you yet? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, once or twice. Once or twice. Sure. All right. So uh, Elfiel, he's he's um, he goes to take a, a swing with his rapier, and that crossbow in the side of his it just like a sharp pain, and he just stops his swing short, and then he, he makes a like a half-hearted attack with the other the other side, and he just he's not into it. But um, you see him actually, he pulls the crossbow out of his out of his armpit. He kind of shakes it off, and he says, "I will kill you here. You will never leave this place alive." And then he points I, to the uh, the guard and he says, "I told you to get her out of here unless you want to f suffer the same fate as an, as uh, as this little pissant here." <laughs> um, in response to his missed attack, I'm yep. going to use a my repos nice to uh, you know uh, strike back at him. Okay. So I will make that'll allow me to make a rapier attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, not with advantage. Not bad. Just normal. Uh, six. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, 16. Um, so 16 uh, will hit. Right. And then I'll do damage. And I'll add a D8 to it. Because while he's talking, I'm just going <laughs> to... Nice. So you do an additional... Uh, what's that? 18 points of damage 18. to him? Nice. Yep. All right. Excellent. So Elfiel Montero has a very specific uh, feat. It's not a good one, but I felt it was uh, thematic. So it's called Brave Deceiver. Now he has advantage on saving throws against a certain uh, against being frightened. However, when he's below half his hit points, he must make a DC 10 Wisdom saving throw at the start of his turns. On a failed save, he becomes frightened because he is ultimately a coward. Um, and if he's frightened, that means he has to try to run from you. 
So we'll see what happens on his next turn. All right. All right. Uh, so the uh, one of the guards with the glaive, he's going to get between you and Elfiel. He's actually going to push Elfiel kind of out of the way, and he's going to make a glaive attack at you. Um, with advantage because of flanking. Sorry. I Half the time I forget, but that's all right. Uh, Levin would miss. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's going to continue to kind of move past you, though. Um, all right. So the long swordsman, who is... He's way up there. He's, like, having trouble on the stairs. He's not going to be able to make it to you this turn. Um, however, the next long swordsman will be able to make it to you. Um, and he's going to make an attack against you. As you're oh, starting to... he prone? Uh, he was, but it, you're right. I oh, should, okay. I should, I should roll for it. But he was still more than like he was about half okay. of his distance. Um, okay. I will roll just to see if he falls down again. Uh, what was it? Straight saving throw, and I said a twelve, which he rolls an eight. Okay, so whatever. He didn't hit you anyway, but I'll put him a little further away from you. Um, good call. All right. Up next is another long. Uh, that was the same long swordsman, the glaive guy. So what he's going to do, he is going to, oh, what the hell is he going to do? These guys are, they're here to defend Elfiel. They're not necessarily here to kill you, but they're also going to follow orders. Elfiel's hurting, so what are they going to do? I'm going to say he's going to, he can't even really push past. He's going to head down towards, yeah, he's going to head down towards Catherine Zeta Gnomes. And he's going to help to escort her out. Um, which is going to include this long swordsman and Catherine. So, Catherine is going to... Let's see, she, she has... Okay, this is what she's going to do. She's going to look at Elfiel, and she's going to say, I beg you, let him live. This is no way for a hero to die. And she's going to attempt to cast Charm Person on Elfiel. And let's see how that goes. So he has to make a saving throw of Wisdom. She rolled a natural... Uh, he rolled a natural uh, 20. Of course he did. And uh, he's going to say... He's going to yell at the guard say, I told you to get her out of here. What are you still doing here? And uh, he's going to look kind of cowardly, and, and they're they're both going to try to spend their next turn getting her out of here. But she tried, uh, which I'm going to say gives you another inspiration, seeing that she tried to save your life. All right, and it is now your turn. Okay. I am going to disengage again, and I'm going to run to her. Take my hand. We need to go. Run with me, Catherine Zeta Gnomes. <laughs> I'm gonna say, give give me a persuasion check with advantage. Like she definitely wants to go with you, but she's also considering her situation. If it yeah, doesn't work yeah, with yeah. you, she'd be giving up a lot. So persuasion, so persuasion with advantage. Let's say you have to roll over an 18. Oh boy. And she, uh, she holds your hand for a moment and she looks you in the eyes and she just says, I can't. I can't go with you. But run! And you are currently uh, in between the door and her. 
And at the moment, one guard can make an opportunity attack on you, but that would be it. What are you doing? I'm going to stand and fight. And I'm going... Oh, I already disengaged, so I will yep. just draw my rapier and place myself in front of the door. Excellent. Alright, so uh, this guard right here is going to make an opportunity attack on you, the glaive guard. That's his reaction, which is going to hit um, mm -hmm. four. Eventually Foundry will roll it. Come on. Come on. Alright, I'll just roll it. Um, <laughs> one, one damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... Every drop in a bucket. Yep. All right. Uh, up next is Short Sword Guard. Um, he's going to run over to uh, Elfiel. He's going to grab him um, and start ushering him. Uh, actually, he's going to he's gonna kind of help him up. He's going to start ushering him towards the door as well and say, We need to leave. This place is going up in flames. And Elfiel is going to take his turn. He's going to shrug him off and say, Not until he is dead. And he's going to rush back down to you and make a couple more rapier attacks. Although you are away from other people, so he does not have advantage. A 24 will definitely hit. It will. I might as well use my parry again. Alright. So I it's going to do... Rolling, but that's it's going to... No, I rolled a... I think you rolled a 3, right? No? Did it? Oh, I, maybe I did. Maybe, uh, I'm just not seeing it. I don't know. Either way. Um, so we'll reduce it by three. Uh, so okay. you, you take four damage. All right. So then he takes an, he, another rapier attack against you. A 16. So 23. Which... Oh, this hasn't been recording my report. Oh, there we go. So that's going to uh, apply another six da uh, five damage to you. Okay. So you are now about at half health. Um, looking at him, he seems to be pretty low he's he's a little less than half at health um you can see his that wound underneath his armpit really is getting to him um and his guards are begging him to let them escape and to uh to leave you be to escape but this glaive guard is going to come over and he's going to say uh well if if we can't leave until you die then you must die and he's gonna take a glaive attack against you for 12, which is not going to hit. He's going to look very disappointed in himself. <laughs> Alright. So, and then this longswordman can't reach you. Um, they're starting to make a kind of a, a cocoon around uh, Catherine Zeta Gnome. This guy is going to no longer be prone. He's going to stand up and he's going to make his way around. You are once again completely surrounded by bad guys. Um, this guy with the glaive is going to make another glaive attack against you with advantage because of flanking. 421. So that will yep, hit. That will certainly hit. And you are going to take 9 points of damage from that. Okay. So they're wearing me down. <laughs> they sure are. Yeah. Um, oh, one more, that was not what I meant to put in. One more long swordsman. He sees that you are Actually, what are you at? You're at, uh, you still have 34 damage, uh, hit points. It's quite a bit. Um, he's going to make another attack against you with advantage. Sorry. I always forget the button to hit for advantage. I think it's alt, but whatever. Um, does 16 hit you? It does not. Okay. All right, so neither one of his hit you. Um, 
So, at this point, it is your turn, and this will be the last the last round that we do here. I'm going to throw myself bodily at Elfiel, screaming, and drive my rapier through his neck. Oh, not with advantage of that was a misclick. All right, so so. <laughs> oh, I want I wanted to take that natural one. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Right. A fifteen will not hit him. Um, in again, <laughs> again, death comes for you. Dang it! All right, so well, that's that's too bad. So here's how this. I would like you to roll damage, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you take a swing with your rapier and you miss Elfiel as he dodges out of the way you lunge at him violently with anger in your eyes and he steps out of the way and your rapier penetrates through Catherine Zeta Gnome's abdomen <gasps> you do 8 points of damage to her and she looks at you sad and looks down she sees the blood flowing from her stomach why 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 do you fight I told you to run and at this point, knowing you feel the heat on your face, you feel this surrounding, this impending doom around you. And your brain doesn't remember what happened at this point. And you find yourself waking up once again within Erngor Zuik, surrounded by gnomes, uh, dwarves. And you wake, <sighs> realize it was all just a nightmare and a thought of what could have been. And that will end Anomio's interlude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Nice, nicely done, though. I mean, honestly, you were fighting off a lot of guys, and uh, I expected you to run sooner than you did, so you did, you yeah. did well. No, that that oh my gosh, that ending, that ooh, that way to way to stab your girlfriend in the guts. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you, that was perfect. That was a perfect way to handle that one because that is heartbreaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So, I'm gonna give you a chance as Anomio to tell me what really happened and to tell the audience what really happened in that moment everything up until that moment was accurate you were surrounded you were the place was on fire your mentor had died Catherine was escaping with Elfiel mortally and not mortally wounded but pretty well wounded you had you had cross blades but you were outnumbered and outgunned what really happened what really happened well, you're just going to have to tune into Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> to find out. But I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I totally know. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, everybody who joined us here tonight. This was great. I'm really, I'm glad that you finally got an interlude yourself. Yeah, uh, probably won't awesome. be your last one. And uh, oh. make sure make sure to join us next week where we will be going into the Sunstone Cavern. And I promise much more fun to be had there. Although probably less Spanish accents. Probably, Only one. Probably. <laughs> uh, you know, most likely betting odds. 
<laughs> All right, everybody, have a great rest of your night, and cheers. cheers. Half the time I have an empty glass, so I, like, hide it with my hand. But I know, I've done that, too. <laughs> All right, cheers, everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining us here on Dungeons & Drams. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast host of choice, and be sure to check the description for a link to our Discord server, YouTube channel, Patreon, and links to our individual places on the internet. Come back next week for more adventures in the lands of Domidium. Cheers.